0: I know you were expecting Sarah and you are a little bit disappointed. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed myself, to be honest. But you will get to hear her voice in a moment. Fear not. Welcome to this week's episode of the Standard Issue podcast, in which Sarah and I, it's Hannah, by the way, we spoke to Rebecca Front, Scarlett Moffat and Evelyn Mock. We had a great time. We talked about um, a staggering array of things, which... When you see it all written down on a list, looks pretty bonkers. Crying in the bath to Adele about superheroes as fashion inspiration, about female cleaners, whatever the fuck they might be, um, surprisingly enjoying paying bills, that definitely wasn't me, and the very fine line between loving writing and absolutely hating it. As ever, all of our opinions are entirely our own, so don't get angry about it. Um, and there will be more details at the end about other great guests we've got coming up in our shows. So I will speak to you again soon.
1: Welcome to the Standard Issue podcast! <laughs> Let's get started. Should we wow. start with introductions?
2: Yeah. Hannah, do you want to start? Okay, so we generally introduce ourselves with um, who we are and what we do and a fact.
1: Just a random fact a about random ourselves. A random fact,
2: yeah. I'm running out of random facts. I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm Hannah Dunlevy. I am one of the people who produce and present and write the Standard Issue podcast. And I have seen both my parents on fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At the same time?
3: No. No? Did you to- set them on fire? <laughs>
1: Just so she'd have a fact for the day.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, uh, well, my mum, my mom, both of them are like pretty stereotypical public service adverts of what you shouldn't do was the reason <laughs> that they were on fire. My mum had the classic 70s, caftan, gas hob, palaver, yeah? <laughs> and my dad had the classic pissed up, trying to light a barbecue, <laughs> palaver. <laughs> and he was full on fireball. We had to roll him in the grass. <laughs> You
1: rolled him in the
2: grass! Oh, well I didn't because I was quite little. Um, I was like pinned up against a fence with terror in my face and my <laughs> uncle was rolling him in the grass. See,
3: yeah, I thought for a minute you were like a Catherine wheel. They yeah. literally pinned you up against <laughs> him, <laughs> set fire to you. Yeah. You yeah.
2: <laughs> the image of yeah. hair. Huh? He smelt really weird for about a month after <laughs> that. So. Did
1: he smell weird? Or did he smell delicious? That's <laughs> no, what I'd worry. That no, he would just oh, smell no.
2: delicious. He's not like burnt hair. Oh, not was, like, like burnt a meat. <laughs>
4: Sounds very traumatic.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yet we <laughs> laugh about it.
4: <laughs> Over to you, Evelyn. It's me. Uh, I'm Evelyn. Hi, hi. <laughs> I uh, I do stand up, and uh, I'm lactose intolerant, but I still eat uh, ice cream. Is my fact. I have n- I've not seen what does my that mean? parents on when, when fire. Does, when does yes. that happen?
2: What happens when you uh, eat? always?
4: I uh, when I eat ice cream. Yeah. Um, nothing usually, or like I need to go to the bathroom uh, right. pretty much because uh if you're lactose intolerant, you're intolerant to um the sugar in milk, uh, and uh there's a lot of that in ice cream, <laughs>
2: but I love ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a real commitment it. to the cause.
4: I
1: know, right? So do you yeah. tend to eat ice cream at home so that you're in a safe environment yeah. for... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I need like- to be
4: close to a toilet, yeah. yeah. On the toilet, just yeah. so yeah. it just... <laughs> Might as well just chuck it straight yeah. down just It's there. a nice yeah. circle. <laughs> <laughs> see that as the circle of life,
1: <laughs> the really. The circle of life. It's, yeah, that's different from in The Lion King, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't
4: it? They didn't shit on... <laughs> the yeah. single lady version. <laughs> 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 The circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good fact,
1: though. Thank you, um, Rebecca.
3: Uh, I'm Rebecca Front. I'm an actress and a writer, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, I'm, a- I'm I'm actors in- intolerant. There are certain actors that do <laughs> <laughs>
0: <they're, they're laughs> intolerant- they make you shit?
3: No, my <laughs> fact would be um, that when I was uh, a teenager, I wore a cape. <laughs> <laughs> quite a long time. Wow. It was was my coat of choice when I was about 15. was a a long brown Cistercian monk type (laughs) cape.
1: Did it give you superpowers? No,
3: No, it got me a certain amount of abuse um, (laughs) and I think it made me feel interesting. Which tonight's audience is clearly not doing, so
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: might just dig it out again. Did you do a lot of running so it flapped behind you? No, but I did. I walked fast because what I discovered was that not only did the cape flap out at the sides, but also my hair would. Oh That excellent. was great. Then I kind of felt like I looked really, really cool. And I can't <laughs> wait for that to become a thing
2: that we're all
5: doing. Yeah, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Scarlet. Uh, So, I'm Scarlett Moffat and I'm sometimes on the telly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's basically what I do now. (laughs) Just chill on the telly. Would you say you're a presenter? I'm getting there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. Trainee presenter? Yeah, I'm like an apprentice. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think. I don't really have a fact about myself, but I have like an actual fact. That'll do. We'll take Um, it. So, everybody starts out as an arsehole. And we form around it in the womb. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> a
1: great fact. There you go. I did not that's know not you true. were medically trained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, that's a great fact. I am a uh, Milliken, and uh, and I'm what? A legend. Oh, I'm a legend. Oh. oh. And that's not everybody believes in me. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 and I am a comedian and <gasps> author as of today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. And a random fact, by the way, I made a puppet when I was a kid. Uh, and I wanted it to look like uh, Gonzo. So it had the kind of curly nose of Gonzo. And I gave it a cape. It was the cape, that your cape, Rebecca, that made me think of that. And my mum had to pull me aside because I had a name for it that she didn't approve of and I would run around the back lane with my puppet, Super Ghoulie. (laughs) (laughs) And my mum had to pull me aside and tell me what testicles were. (laughs) 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 And I didn't play with them anymore. (laughs) wasn't interested. Still not really bothered about them. (laughs) We start, have you got a question, Hannah? Yeah, Should we start with the, the
2: classic starting question, which yeah. is what always never fails to make you laugh? Let's start with Scarlett.
5: Um, well, apart from, I don't know if anyone's seen it, the clip where Gillian McKeith faints on I'm a Celebrity and pulls <laughs> a T-shirt down whilst fainting. <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, and Madonna getting swished off the stage by a cape. <laughs> <laughs> um, my little sister Ava, like, she's just so sarcastic. And she's a little bit evil, but in a funny way. <laughs> she so she gets like, away with it. Yeah, she'll like tell us that like basically the first 15 years of mum and dad's life with me was the most miserable. And now that she's come along, because she's only 11, it's great now, and that dad loves her more. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like a cow yeah she does. <laughs> but she says it in a funny way so it's oh fine. so it's funny yeah. so is that that makes you feel better yeah it does yeah <laughs> <laughs> it does because then my mum's like no just ignore her I know she's only 11 so that sounds pathetic that I'm... but then I'm like yeah but they had 15 more years with me like they might love you the most but they've had more years with me that's true
1: they'll always love you more they, of course they do <laughs> I know
3: <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca what makes you laugh um, I can tell you one of my favourite scenes in a comedy, mm. um, which is from The Odd Couple. Um, mm. Who's seen The Odd Couple? The movie of The Odd yeah. Couple. And there is uh, a wonderful scene, which once actually made me fall off a sofa laughing, and that <laughs> doesn't happen very often. Um, there's a wonderful scene when... when it's, So the, the Odd Couple, in case you haven't seen it, is about this sort of very, very fastidious man um, played by Jack Lemmon and his very, very kind of messy, slouchy friend played by Walter Matthau and um, the, the Jack Lemmon character is a terrible hypochondriac which is very much like me and there's this wonderful scene where they go out to a cafe and while Walter Matthau is trying to explain his problems and his divorce and all the terrible things that are happening to him, Jack Lemmon is, his nasal passages are drying up because <laughs> of the air conditioning so all the way through this sort of monologue of woe he's just going... Nah.
0: <laughs>
3: and it, I, I well, I can't really. I've just got over a cold myself, so maybe this is why it's sort of in my head. But it is hilariously funny and much funnier than me doing it. So I urge you to go and watch the film. It's brilliant.
4: <laughs> Good night, nice. Evelyn. Um, I really uh, like it doing obnoxious things to my friends, like, um, for instance, if somebody says that um, you're doing something, or uh, they're like, oh, that film's good, and you just kind of question them with, is it? (laughs) Is it really? (laughs) Just kind of questioning their authority, (laughs) I guess. Is that something? (laughs) Is that just something I like? (laughs) Or um, when, for instance, or if you can't hear someone when they're talking, um, and you ask them to repeat, themselves but instead of asking uh, excuse me you just go huh <laughs> <laughs> You just kind of make a sound <laughs> <laughs> so i guess it's just like obnoxious things <laughs> that i can do to my friends <laughs> can, can i, I do can really i ask laugh?
3: a follow-on question to yes. that thing of you know when when you ca- haven't heard what somebody said what is the the limit on how many times you can ask them to repeat it because <laughs> i think maybe once, possibly twice. Beyond that, you have to pretend, don't you? You have <laughs> yeah, to just wing it. But is there? Does any, is anybody brave enough to ask more than twice? Well,
2: I, I, I'm supposed to wear a hearing aid and I don't. Um, and I constantly say, sorry, what? Um, or can you repeat that? But what I find really annoying is when people repeat it, but repeat it at exactly the same volume <laughs> that I've <laughs> said it the first yeah. time. You're yeah. like, what the fuck? Say it a yeah. bit louder. <laughs> obviously, or, I didn't hear. I'm just, why should I make the...
4: <laughs>
1: maybe that's what you should say instead of saying can you repeat that because yeah. what they do louder is it. yeah louder yeah. and in a different way and mm. closer to my good ear yeah <laughs>
4: yeah i just what? go huh <laughs> yeah <That's laughs> what just make a noise yeah. <laughs> what oh okay <laughs> and walk away
2: yeah it's the plan for now what makes
4: you laugh Anna? may
2: i like dark stuff you know, oh, that you said
1: dance stuff. No, dance stuff. You know, <laughs> just like, like dancing. Things that you
2: feel like you probably shouldn't actually be laughing at. Mm. Like, just as an example, the other day, I was at my brother's house and my nephew's got a kitten and she's really cute and she is lying on the floor like, oh, being really cute. And I said to my brother, "Oh, she's lovely, isn't she?" And he said, "Yeah, she is." And I said, "What are you going to do with her when you go on holiday?" And he said, "I'll oh, just put her down and get another one." <laughs> <laughs> And that made me laugh all afternoon. Like every time I saw the cat, it made me laugh. Yeah. So things like that. And also, uh, whenever Reese Shearsmith is playing someone angry, that is always really, really funny. Yeah.
1: I think for me, something happened about, oh God, about 10 days ago still kind of makes me laugh. And I don't know if it's just like in, you know, those in your house things that are funny, but outside of your house, they're not funny to anybody else. So I was lying on our bed and the dog was lying on one boob because when they're not sort of trussed up they're quite flat and sort of spacious (laughs) and the dog was lying on the boob and my husband was getting ready getting his clothes on and um and the dog pushed himself off my boob with quite a lot of force and I made a noise because it was painful and at exactly the same time unbeknownst to me my husband was bent over naked picking something off the floor with his arsehole in my direction (laughs) and the noise that I made he thought I made that noise because I saw his arsehole (laughs) and the noise that I made was something like this oh (laughs) he thought I made that noise because I saw his
4: arsehole I would then, argue. I would argue that that's an appropriate yes. noise to make. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I love him. I probably would have done a face. <laughs> I would have done like a. Oh, face, but I don't think I would have made the noise. But then we were watching a programme later on that night and in the programme, a woman in the programme had got some terrible news, really awful news, and made a terrible noise of anguish. And I just turned to my husband and said, did you just show your arsehole? <laughs> <laughs> so now it's become a thing in our house. <laughs>
5: <Okay>. <laughs> One of the things I like to do that makes us laugh, but I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but you need to try it if you already haven't, is I like to go in the bath that isn't the funny thing <laughs> I like to go in the bath and like put mascara on so that then it runs down my face and just sing Adele songs <laughs> and it brings me so much joy it's so fun like because I've got like a little mirror there so I watch myself like do it is that weird you need to try it it's so that satisfying. doesn't sound weird. That sounds incredible. And, like, just imagine you're in the music video. Never mind. I've It's great. I love it. I love doing that.
1: I think a good sort of 70% of our audience and people on stage will certainly be having yeah, a ball. I hope, hope so. I hope that. so. I'm certainly going to give that a call. That's excellent.
2: Can I borrow some mascara, please? <laughs>
1: ask you what the best and worst things are about your work and life let's start with rebecca so what's the start with the best thing about your work and life
3: um the best thing is well i'm basically i'm doing a job i love so it's all sorts of you know i work with lovely people and um i get to play different people and i get to um you know dress up and play with my mates basically so that's that's the best thing um the worst thing is it's somewhere between learning lines and having to get up really 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 early how early? Well, often when you're filming, um, you know, you're picked up. I have to say, most actors are picked up and taken to set, so it's not you know. Is can't that because really they don't trust that, that you'll get there it, on your own? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they think you are so stupid that you'll get lost, <laughs> <laughs> and they are absolutely right. Um, so they, so generally for a filming day, you get picked up. I don't know, maybe 6 f- o'clock, something Ooh, like wow, that, which that is, is early. quite early. Mm. And uh, yeah, and that just feels a little bit kind of hard. What time would
1: you go to bed for that?
3: Well, that's the thing if you've worked sort of latish and then you've got to come home and learn your lines and everything as well. <sighs> so you don't get to bed till, it's really hard to get to bed much before about 10 o'clock because you're right. just, you know, you're still feeling kind of sort of fairly wired from mm. a day at work, and you've got work to do when you get home and all of that stuff. So, yeah, it's, you do become a bit sleep-deprived. In yeah, the end. Yeah. But I've had kids, so I'm used to that.
1: Oh, fair enough, <laughs> okay. At least, you know, there's not screaming at the same time. When you. Oh, S- the, oh not Is there screaming from you S- sometimes when you have to get up <laughs>
3: early? You don't necessarily know it's you, you just hear a general sort of ambiance <laughs> of screaming and think it could be me, could be the driver, could be anything. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what's happening. But at least <laughs> actors don't have to drive themselves, which is a significant thing, because the crew are all having to get there before you. And leave after you, and they are having to drive themselves, and that kind of—that's the screaming you can hear. It's the crew, yeah, (laughs) I think so, and everybody else on the motorway with them. You know.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Evelyn. What's the best and worst things about your work and life? Uh,
4: The best thing is probably um, that we get to tell stories, Mm. sort of, as as comedians and stand-ups. You get to tell stories from different perspectives, and I mean, I guess from my perspective, um, and hopefully it's a story that people haven't heard necessarily before Um, and then maybe people you can sort of give this new sort of thing that that people haven't seen at the best of times and then the worst part is probably all the the time we have because we make our own schedules as comedians and you can, it's very it's a fine line between working from home and uh, sleeping from home
1: (laughs) (laughs) sleeping from home yeah
4: (laughs) (laughs) because your bed can be your office but it can also just be your bed (laughs) and it ends up being your bed or my bed most of the time I think that would be uh, sort of that I think
1: that you're sort of your own boss as well that you have to be strict with yourself Yes, but you can also let yourself have a really long lunch break oh yes (laughs) I'm still
4: on my lunch break (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> been great um but i because i'm so uh, um i i can be i'm so unstructured at times so i really have to sort of sit myself down and be like okay now we're gonna get something done um so i i always get a bit anxious about deadlines but then that's the only thing that really gets me to do things mm.
1: i think the, i think anxiety deadlines. can work for you in that respect because mm. like i put new material gigs in only because if i didn't I don't know how much writing I would do. I would do some, but I wouldn't do as much. So I have that uh, new material gig, so I've got to leave at 6 to get there for 8, and I'll panic, and then at 4 o'clock I'll sort of shit my pants and then write some jokes. (laughs) And and I think, even if somebody just told me I had a new material gig, that would be enough to get me to do the work. But without it, I don't think I'd do as much work. So it is good to give yourself those deadlines. But you can also just cancel the gig and, you know, just... Remove your deadline. Oh, don't teach
5: me that, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) And Scarlett? Um, I mean, this sounds very cliche, but, like, I've always wanted a job where, like, I help people. Mm -hmm. So before, because this TV thing's just been very random and I wasn't expecting it. So before that, I was a disability advisor, which I loved, because I actually got to see when I was helping people. Mm. And... I think in TV, you sort of forget that you are helping people, but because you don't see them. So the best thing for me is when, like, I get nice tweets or letters of people saying, like, oh, I had a really crappy day, but you've made me feel better. or And that, like, that makes me feel so happy, because I'm like, oh, yeah, you made a little bit of a difference. <laughs> um, the worst thing is I'm probably my own worst enemy, and I suffer from anxiety. And because I like people... <laughs> And when people come up like in the street and want to chat and a selfie and stuff, I'm very flattered, but I do miss a lot of trains because of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I, say, like, I don't say to someone, oh, I'm really sorry, I've got to go now, because I I'm, I'm get anxious that that person's going to think rude. Like, no, she doesn't. So I'm just late for everything. <laughs> I even set off Aww. earlier, but I'm still just late. And that's the worst thing. <laughs> oh, <that's you.
1: laughs> On what you were saying about but the best thing about making a difference, I, I had a similar thing, because I used to work in a job centre, so I used to help people get into work and help people um, find the right benefits and that sort of thing. And that felt, when I started in stand-up full-time, that I thought, oh, God, it's not as... So I'm not doing good, like I was yeah. doing a bit, a tiny bit of good, but in like a small cog in a massive sort of uh, a world of sort of, you know, helping folk. And then I remembered that when I got divorced, um, I was utterly broken and I went to see uh, the late Linda Smith uh, and she was the first ever a female stand up I'd seen. And um, I got tickets very last minute. I got cancelled, uh, sort of cancelled late return, sorry and it was the day I was moving out of my flat with my ex-husband and we were both walking out of the flat and walking in separate directions oh. and it was a really shitty day yeah. and i got this phone call from the theatre saying did you want to come and uh, you know do you want do you want one of these tickets and i thought part of me was like this is i shouldn't be out in public my eyes were like giant and i was just like a husk cuz i'd cried so much and then i thought maybe i could do with it a bit of distraction And I went to see Linda Smith and she did uh, like an hour and a half to two hour show. And it was incredible. Of course it was. It was Linda Smith. And for the time she was on stage, I entirely forgot yeah. what I was going through, and I came out, and life was just as shitty as good when I'd gone in. <laughs> but I'd had a breather from it. Yeah. And I came out and went home and just felt like a little bit of weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And then, so that reminds me that every now and again, yes, I'm not getting people into work, and I'm not helping people find the benefits, and you're not doing the job that you were doing. But... Sometimes, when people have had a shitty time, you give them a little bit of a breather from that. And Mm -hmm. I think you should remember that that's a very valuable thing because I've been on the receiving end and I was incredibly grateful to Linda Smith for that. So that was my point. Um, Oh, Oh, well, to do that, but Thanks. Um, I was trying to think of my best and worst things uh, about my working life and something that happened today. So I think the best thing that happened to me uh, in my working life today, I know my book came out, whatever. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but also, um, I <laughs> got to be in the same room as Philip Schofield again. <laughs> and he is the longest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> And I think the worst thing about my uh, work and life today is that uh, I only sat beside him for eight minutes. <laughs> and then they've got, like, the rest of the show to do and they sort of push you out of the studios. That was not great. <laughs> I just want to stay there looking at him forever. Uh, Hannah, it's quite weird to ask you because I'm your boss. Yeah. Um...
2: <laughs> is it just all great? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah, well, um, a-, a little bit... of. What Evelyn said, I um, our Jen who uh who who uh, presents our podcast with us apologized for nagging me the other day, and I said, No, that's actually what I need in my life is someone that says just do it. Just and when you we do the sort of job that we do, where you could technically do it at 6 a.m. in the morning if you were the sort of person that got up at 6 a.m. in the morning, or you could end up still doing it at 2 a.m. the following morning if you're that sort <laughs> of person. I am that sort of person, so that's um. That sometimes is a bit hard. Sometimes I feel like I I am not I'm not my own time manager very mm. well. But on the plus side, and this is something Kate Thornton said uh, when she was here, I can think when we do what we do, you know, who'd be really fucking interesting to talk to, and then ring them up and talk to them, and that's really rare that you can do that in a job, and we've done that quite a lot, haven't we? Mm. Thought they're interesting. Let's talk.
3: Obviously, to them. it all to went service. wrong tonight, though.
2: Didn't <laughs> <it>? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But you guys were all free last minute. So that's good. <laughs> 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 That's not true. They're really hard to book. break.
2: Sticking with the sort of the work front, what, what would you say is um, your your biggest achievement or your what are you most proud of or what's the best thing you've achieved? You can answer them as different things if they're not always the same thing.
3: Let's start with Rebecca. No, oh, you just started me because I was rolling my eyes like I don't. know Because you were looking slightly yeah. terrified, <laughs> <I was> <laughs> looking <laughs> lost. Um, work-wise, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Not life-wise. Um, uh, Psychovitches. Somebody like Psychovitches. It's yeah, a good I job that, that was a
1: programme and I... somebody wasn't just heckling <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Actually, huh? my husband is in tonight. It's entirely possible. <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> he was undercover of the audience thinking, I can say it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody will know it was me. Um, uh, yes, it, yeah, I, I did love doing that, but I, I think... Um, the thick of it probably Mm. was the thing that I was most proud of being in because it was amazing and I absolutely loved doing it and I loved the the challenge of uh, having to keep that character kind of real but at the same time having all the fun of being frenetic and kind of you know doing actually lots of physical comedy in that show which I didn't get which I hadn't previously had much of a chance to do so lots of kind of you know running around comedy and and you know running up and down stairs and running up and down escalators and That kind of stuff. So I think, yeah, Thick of It was probably the the highlight. What was the other bit of the question? Because I was busy rolling my (laughs) eyes thinking, don't come to me.
2: (laughs) Well, I I mean, it could be if there was a different thing. If there was... I mean,
3: you've written books as well, for example. So potentially that might be your personal favourite, but maybe not. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, not the writing. I mean, I'm really thrilled. I never thought in a million years that I would write a book, let alone... I've just finished my second one, so let alone two. Um, But... uh, it's. It, I don't like writing. I have a, I have a real um, block about this. I just don't enjoy writing. And for somebody who doesn't enjoy writing, I seem to have done an awful lot of it because I've written radio series and I've written these two books. And, um, and it's one of those things, I think, when you are on the e- I mean, I, I'm sort of on the edge of comedy. Obviously, I'm not a stand-up or anything like that. You know, I'm, Most of the time, I'm doing other people's material, and I love doing that. I'm much happier doing that. Um, but when you are kind of on the fringes of comedy, comedy people just expect you to come up with stuff and sometimes because also because of being a woman you have to get into writing because actually it's the only way of making sure you get the kind of parts that you want or it's not the only way but it's a it's a better way of making sure that you have a bit of control over your work so that's how i ended up writing but i i seem to have spent my entire writing career saying i'm not going to do this for much longer and i'm just you know so every like i i um I wrote... I've written two series for Radio 4 with my friend Morwena Banks, who's, like, my closest friend. And the first... Uh, it, originally, it was commissioned by Armando Yunucci, who I've worked with a lot, and Armando knew Moenna and knew me and said, you two should write together, and we said, well, we're friends, so that would be great. Um, and he got us in a room, and we had this meeting, and at the end of the meeting, I said very, very clearly to Armando, yeah, I, I really want to do this. I love the idea. I really want to work with Moenna. The one thing I would say is I, I hate writing, so... This was about ten years ago, and we only finished <laughs> writing series two this year. All that time, I seem to have been writing this thing, and there's there's a certain joy in that because it's given me an excuse to be in a room with Morwenna, and you know we make each other laugh, and that's lovely. Um, but I just hate writing, and I d- I don't think a single writing session has gone by where you know those moments when you hit the wall and you just think. I, do, I don't know. I don't know how we resolve that. I I'm, I've got no idea. We've got that person in that bit of the room, and we've got that person there, and she. So she can't say this, and he doesn't know that, and I don't know what we're doing here. Those moments are always the moments when I just go, "I'm not even meant to be writing this." <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago, I said, "Come on when I write it, and can we just get somebody else into it? Why am I still here doing this?" And I sort of feel a bit like that with the books as well. It's like, you know, I've just, as I say, just finished the second book, and I'm like, "I never even wanted to write one." I don't, how am I doing that?" But I am really proud of having done it, um, and sometimes you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone, I suppose. But I'm not writing anymore. <laughs> uh, she says that. Yeah, I know. Next week.
4: Evelyn? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Um, I I, I'm proud that I'm still going, <laughs> that I'm still doing this, because uh, doing stand up is tough, because um, it's very lonely. It's a very lonely kind of existence. You travel a lot, you're away from home quite often, um, so you stay in terrible travel lodges. All over, um, and try to figure out if the bathtub is clean enough to have a bath.
1: <laughs> oh, and if that was your pube from before or someone else's? Yeah. 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 Mm.
4: Um, and I think that that's probably. But I, I like, or like, I, I love comedy uh, so much, so I've, I've kept doing it. Um, but I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's happened to you, Sarah, but. It's come to a point where, because I'm getting older as well, so you do give up a lot to do uh, this type of... Or have this type of lifestyle. Um, so I've been thinking about, like... It's come to the point where I'm sort of asking how much I'm getting out of it uh, versus how much I've put into it. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever had that in your...
1: I think it's it depends on what kind of life you want, I suppose. So mm. I think that's why um, it's tricky if, if you want... Uh, to start a family and that sort of thing because I think it's quite a hard job it's certainly possible but I think it it does make it harder um, if you want to travel around the country as you do and live in quite a solitary life and you want to settle down and have a relationship and start a family but I'm lucky that I never wanted kids Mm. so I just wanted to like make people laugh and I because I started quite
4: late I don't know how old are you? I'm, now I'm 29. I'm turning 30 in a month.
1: See, I started at 29, so I'd lived oh, quite okay. a lot before that. I mean, unhappily, don't get me wrong. Um,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> people laughing at me, but m- much more in a bullying way. Uh, <laughs> that's, well, that went dark very quickly. Um, I had various, so many different jobs and relationships and all of that. So when I got to 29, I was kind of like, this is what I want to do, and I just powered on. So I think it's a difference between if you start sort of, you know, 10 years before that, and you mm. the, the the bit of life that I did without comedy is a bit that you've done with comedy. So I think it's very different. So I think it depends on whether you want to, because you could branch off and do different things instead. You could concentrate on writing, which might keep you at home more if that's what you're looking more to settle down. Or,
4: I, I, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about um, settling down and stuff, and especially if you're a girl or if you're a, a woman doing this type of work. Because, uh, and especially if you want kids, I think I, I want kids probably, but that's that makes it tougher because. Mm as the mother you need to be with you need to take time off maybe 5 years you can't tour uh, possibly as much as you would like to um so yeah it's a lot of questions like that i mean um, i do take
1: i know it's not the same having a baby is having a dog i know it's not the same <laughs> i know it's like 90% the same but it's not the full 100% the same i understand <laughs> <coughs> but I also know that I do manage to take my dog to most venues, so I'm pretty sure you'd be able to take a baby to them. Yeah. I don't know how feasible or fun that would be, but I know that they, there's two venues. I can tell you which ones they are won't allow a dog, so you could check them against babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think... Um, no, I see what you're saying, and I think it does. it is a very different start when you did to when I did. Um, but, yeah, it, if you're at a turning point, then that's that can only be exciting, though, don't you think, when you start thinking about where you are and where you want to be i think the, the the hardest thing is not knowing where you want to be i think as soon as you know where you want to be you work out how you get there and you yeah. start working your way towards it so yeah
4: exactly and it's uh i've pretty much figured out where i want to be um and uh i think that that's kind of so i i've i've sort of chosen now because i think this happened when i was about like 28 or something i started Asking, because it's also seeing all of your friends back home. They're sort of settling down and they're getting into... They, they own things. I don't own anything. <laughs> I don't own anything. Um, so it's kind of... I think it's this thing of of seeing... Um, you you do compare. So you see your peers doing a certain thing. And then you ask if if this is really what you want to do because you still sort of have time to get out of it if you if you want there's always time yeah there's always time
1: i mean i started doing stand up at 29 and nobody expected that no but like the people at school when i was like quiet as a mouse they must be so surprised that i'm like sitting (laughs) on a stage just rambling about bullshit in front of lovely people (laughs) when i wouldn't have said boo to a goose at school but i think there's always time to change you just have to make the change that's
4: all yeah um i i uh, I've, I've decided not to change, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is what I've decided. Um, but it's always this, uh, it's a fascinating um, kind of path to cross or, or maybe bridge to cross to realize something. Ask yourself if the choices you've made, maybe it's also an age thing because you're coming, I'm moving towards 30, and ask yourself if the choices you've made is where you want to, if those are the choices where that's going to take you to where you want to go.
5: I feel um, like I really need to think about things now. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I'm 27 this month in a couple of weeks and I don't think about any of that. Like, I just think about my next meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all I think I, about.
2: I have to say, I never thought about any of that, but I
3: don't know if I'm a particularly good example of why that would be a good reason to not think <laughs> about stuff. But I so, don't think I did at your age, actually. I think I didn't start sort of thinking seriously about... I kind of I knew I wanted to have children, but I don't think it re- that really kicked in until a bit later um, when I suddenly started to think. You know, it, it was that it's the deadline thing again. I started to think, mm. oh, actually, I have well, I'm like proper past
5: it in my town because my nanny had my <laughs> mum when she was sixteen. My mum had me when she was nineteen, so I'm like a senior citizen <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> terms of like the womb. <laughs> but one day I'll have a kid. Levy. <laughs> Probably. You don't have to say, like, that's
4: not why we're here oh, today. Right, no, okay. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so, who's having kids, who's not? No, no. <laughs> I was thinking, it, four women on stage and they talk about babies? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's your proudest achievement, Scarlett?
5: Well, I mean, I used to watch Wonky Donkey, SMTV Live, as a kid. <laughs> and, like, never in a million years did I think I would be... on even just in the same room as Ant and Deck sort of like be doing a show with him, like wonky Donkey all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I just remember watching you as a kid, but like, and you were my favorite people. So for them to sort of be like, oh, we'll take you under our wing and to do like Saturday night takeaway. And then I was finally allowed to announce today that I'm doing the spin-off show for the jungle, the extra camp. And I'm like, oh, like this is real life. <laughs> So I think that's my biggest achievement, just sort of, like, doing it. Like, I'm with yous now. It's all a bit mental, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you.
1: Sarah? Um, Well, probably today, because it's today, because it's my... I know I keep mentioning my book, but <laughs> I wrote a fucking book. And I, unlike Rebecca, I really liked writing, Um. you should know if you buy it and read it that a lot of it I didn't have a bra on. (laughs) Whether that makes you want to read it more or less, I don't know. Um, I did, there was a lot of typos apparently as well because my boobs were sort of grazing the keyboard. (laughs) One of my uh, uh, proofreaders sent me a message saying, Go, your tits like the letter I a lot, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely. Um, I think um, I wanted to write a book that had... um, uh, sort of gave a lot away about me and a lot of stuff that I hadn't given away before, so a lot of getting into a lot more de going to a lot more depth than I would on stage. Um, but also, um, I wanted to try to, uh, similar to what we were talking about before, to sort of help people. So I do have everything I've been through, I've sort of mentioned some tips on how I got through it in a way that might help you uh, should you go through a similar thing. Uh, and one of my friends had said, oh, well, obviously there's a divorce chapter, won't need that. And I thought, no, <laughs> not at the moment. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but I think that's probably my favourite thing at the moment, clearly because it's current, but I think the thing I'm still most proud of is standard issue because I think, well, (laughs) because I saw a gap in the market and and we just tried to fill that gap, didn't we? And it's proved successful. You guys are here. Um, And... um, yeah, I think it's it's e- very easy to complain about things, and I'm uh, I complain quite a lot, and I complain that there was no magazines and and well, what's for me? And I just kept buying film magazines and thinking, and they must be st- oh, they're women like me. And then to get together with you and, and Mickey and everybody else, and just think, can we do this? And then we did it, and now we're a podcast, and we still get to do it. So yeah, yeah. what what is what is yours?
2: Well, I would agree with you that standard issue is an achievement. Um, it's our it's <laughs> our achievement. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we definitely are a team. We all do it together. Um, what are you yes. least
1: proud of? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I would say from, the, from the, an odd thing, from me personally, something I achieved just by myself, mm-hmm. point of view, I, um, when I used to be a journalist, I got nominated for 11 different awards, including two awards at the Press Gazette on the same night, which had, nobody had ever been nominated twice, and I didn't win a single fucking one of them. <laughs> my friend Alice and I call me the color purple of award ceremonies <laughs> because I always get nominated and I never win anything so um, yeah I don't know why I find I feel it's like I feel like I'm an unappreciated soul I get to have that chip on my shoulder and say but didn't never you, won never didn't won. you
1: get other prizes didn't you tell me once you got um, two a ridiculous amount of tins of condensed milk oh yeah that
2: was just <laughs> from a weirdo <laughs> <laughs>
1: That what? was. Did you, I thought you mentioned them favourably in a column, and they uh, sent you loads no, of No, I did milk. actually.
2: I did write a column about um, <laughs> which I got in a bit of trouble for. Um, not just because of the Carnation milk about John Prescott, and he apparently was a big fan of Carnation milk, and I said I didn't realise that anyone still sold it, and Tesco sent me two pallets of <laughs> so oh
5: it. was like. What is it? Evaporated milk. Yeah, but how is it there? That's what confuses me. If it's evaporated, how is it, like, it breaks me out. Like, that is one of life's mysteries. Like, it actually upsets me. It hurts my heart, because I'm like, I don't understand how you're there. If you're evaporated, just, wouldn't it just be a tin? Do you know what I mean? It would just be a tin, wouldn't it? Absolutely Sorry. Brilliant. that is yeah. Sorry.
2: I might still have a few cans rolling around in the back of my cupboard somewhere, so you're welcome to them to I test it, it out. There's some actual
1: proof yeah. that there's something in it. <laughs> The question that we often ask is, um, what is the best thing about getting older? Now It's interesting because we have two very junior uh, members uh, on, our, on our panel, but I st- you're still getting older, so I still yeah. like to ask the question, <laughs> even though it might be weird because you're only 26. Let's start with you, Scarlett. What do you like? So the difference, you're 26, but clearly yeah. at one point you were less than that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like yesterday. Um, what do you like about getting older, or is there anything you're looking
5: forward to about getting older as you so, progress? I think that what I get excited about is that some of the most exciting days of my life haven't happened yet. Mm. So I get really like, like, I don't know, like I haven't been married yet or had kids yet or, and like I get excited and like I've just bought a house. Like I have a house. Like I'm not, I'm five foot, why? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm five foot and I've got a house, like... I don't think it's judged on height. (laughs) No, but I I still feel little, but, like, I am an adult, so sometimes I do have to remind myself, like, you have bills and stuff to pay, like, an actual adult. But I love paying bills, like, paying a utility bill. But for some reason, little things like that bring me so much joy, because I'm like, yeah, like... I feel like a grown-up. Like, that's your gas that you've used. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yes, and I get to get really excited. So that's what I like most about grown-up utility bills and stuff.
2: <laughs> I've, I've got some good news for you, then. Like, the rest of your life is just paying bills. Yes. You're going to fucking love it.
5: I just really wait are. by the letterbox like, come on! <laughs> <laughs> but you don't even do them by direct debit so you've still got the joy of doing them every month yeah
1: oh adorable you're don't, adorable don't get a
5: direct debit because then you d- oh no you it's, don't even know what's happening I love it when you get th- and you're like you know because it says important and you're like yes it's a bill and then I open it and then I'll ring my mum and I'll be like oh I've got and she's like oh bless you and I'm like no it's good like, yeah.
4: <laughs> I love it I love I'm it. very easily pleased <laughs> oh. <laughs> Evelyn what do you like about getting older um I feel like my boobs have sort of caught up to my age now. Or my age, I've caught up to my my boobs. Explain. I feel it. Because I have like pretty saggy boobs. So I feel like when I was younger, I couldn't really justify them. (laughs) (laughs) But now I can. So,
1: yeah. (laughs) So you've sort
4: of grown into your boobs. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's that's something that because now I won't need to maybe explain them
2: to men. And, and if they stay the same, you're now on the upward arc where you're getting to a point yeah. where people are going to go, her tits look amazing <laughs> <laughs>
4: for her age. Yes. <laughs> for 75, yeah, for seventy five, they are phenomenal. Oh, but that's good. Um, but I I think I quite like getting. Um, calmer. I feel like I've gotten calmer with hmm. age. Uh, very. Uh, I think a lot of things, when you're young, you worry about a lot, especially what other people think and stuff. And now it's more, you don't care. I think that hence I'm not going to do anything about my boobs.
1: <laughs> just get older. Just and look forward to them being the way they are. Yeah. It's nice though. It's good. Yeah. Rebecca?
3: Um, I, I mean, I... I I'm one of those people who I, I actually think this is true of everybody. That I think everybody has a certain age in their head that they think they are. So in my head, I'm still 34, and I, you know, trust I will always be 34 in my head. Um, I know my my dad, who's now 87, says every morning he looks in the mirror and just thinks, "Who's that old bloke?" <laughs> <laughs> in his head, he's you know he's 40 something. Um, but I think what I like about getting older is that um, I think you can defy expectations and that's quite fun people have you know such narrow expectations of women what we call women of a certain age or middle-aged women and they don't expect you to wear you know sort of a cowboy belt or they don't expect you to wear anything other than like a twin set or a, do you know what I mean people have a really narrow view of what women over the age of 40 are supposed to be and are supposed to like and so you can you can kind of knock them off balance really, really easily. All you have to do is say fuck in the middle of a sentence, and people are like, whoa, <laughs> did not expect to hear you say that. And you just think, yeah, because you're just sort of basically ageist and sexist, and you don't think that women over the age of 40 are allowed to do that. Um, so I suppose I quite enjoy that. I quite enjoy the fact that you can still... You can actually sort of shock people and surprise people very easily. Um and I think you do get more confident. I think you're right, Evelyn. You get sort of calmer and you worry less about stuff. I mean, I'm a t- I I have anxiety problems, so I worry. There are still certain things I worry about enormously, um, but I am I think a bit a lot more confident actually and calmer about certain things. And some things I just think really don't matter because I've I've been through them and, it, you know, really it's fine. It's all going to be fine and it's not worth stressing about. So I suppose that, that kind of stuff. The one thing I really hate about getting older is that every bloody interview you do, somebody says, you know, somebody will say something about, you know, you think thinking of having work done or... Did they? No, And, yeah, you're and they joking. don't mean an extension. They mean... <laughs> But I
5: get asked questions like that. No, as well. and I'm 26. Yeah, Why does like... nobody ask me if I'm thinking of getting any work.
1: <laughs> Surely they don't think, don't think I've already it. had <laughs> work done. Oh, she's f- too far down the line. I'm astonished that they ask you that. Oh That's yeah, disgusting. Yeah, you get, yeah. You get a lot of
3: that sort of stuff in interviews, and I mean, you is that
5: from men or women or both, or?
3: I think slightly more women, women actually. Do you find that as well? Which
5: is like, why big us up? Why are you asking these questions? Mm. Like, we've got so much more to offer than an aesthetic shell. Like, why are you talking about how many lip fillers are you going to get or are you starting Botox? Like, yeah. who gives a shit? Mm.
1: Really? Exactly.
5: Who does give a shit?
1: I got once got asked uh, how many sexual partners I'd had. <gasps> she in well, an was this at the I doctors, was on a high stool in the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> sexual health clinic. do to be actually. generous here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was actually my husband. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, I was on, up on a high stool in an over hotel for some reason. <laughs> I was being interviewed publicly. I don't like that when they're like, oh, they've got no office or anything, so you're just in a bar. And I was sitting in a bar in an over hotel, and uh, and this. A journalist from a women's magazine said, How many sexual partners have you had? And I like, I think the thing I like about getting older is that I didn't just tell her. I went, Ha ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's because I'm the age I am, because I'm 42. I, just, I would never have tolerated that. Somebody asked me uh, only recently, I, f- I found it fascinating. We were talking about this backstage. Somebody asked me, Does your husband mind that you go on tour a lot? No. <gasps> And I thought, A no, B, do you think I give a shit? <laughs> it's just
5: I found it astonishing the questions that you get asked. Yeah, and I always get asked about um, like, oh, how does how does your boyfriend feel about you yeah, like getting attention? Like, because obviously you're on the TV, and I'm like, attention from who? Like, and they're like, oh, well, you know, like people coming up on the street, and I'm like, no, why would he, why would he mind that? Like, and they're like, does he not get jealous? And I'm like, why? Because because um, you talk to a person in the street? Yeah, like I just don't understand some of the questions you get asked. I'm just like who is going to read this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I get so And I don't confused. genuinely think uh, uh, people who
1: are reading it care about those no, things either. I, I think hope it is not. just an it's an it's an angle I suppose, isn't it for mm. a journalist to take. Okay. Like I usually get asked about why women aren't funny or are women funny or oh, all of that oh, usual yeah. kind of And I just say uh, I usually just kind of deflect and just start listing excellent female comics. Mm, and yeah. because most most of them aren't really listening, they're just looking for the next question. You get away with it, they don't realise you've not answered the fucking question at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hannah Gadsby, I must—I think I've mentioned this on, on here before, but Hannah Gadsby, who's a, an excellent, uh, outstanding comedian, um, she once told me that uh, sh- when she gets asked uh, why is it that more men do comedy, she says, uh, oh, is it true that more men do comedy and more men are funnier than women? And she says, well men, you know, there might be more men who are funny than, than women, but men are also responsible for most of the rape, and uh, <laughs> so I know which gang I, I would rather be in. And she said she's never managed to get it into print ever.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what an excellent answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah? What was the question? <laughs> I've forgotten. Oh, what oh,
2: are you about, like about getting, it, getting older? About getting older. Um, yeah, well, I mean pretty much the same as everybody else has said in that you give a a lot less of a shit. And I've sort of caught up with myself in that I always dressed exactly the same, which was like the things that were least dirty in the washing bin <laughs> as I left the house. Do you do the sniff test? Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> What's um, the sniff test? Or the, the oh, cleanest oh, thing. Oh that, had oh, 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 that one smells better. Put that oh. one on. <laughs> that one.
2: Or the thing that had least cat hair on it or whatever. And um, <laughs> people don't tend to comment on it so much. The older you get, they just like... Yeah, that's just Just what accept you. Like. Yeah. 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 Well, I thought we'd ask people what the worst present they'd ever been given was. Oh. <laughs> I, can, I can go first if yeah, this go. helps, because I, yeah. I have, um, for some reason, I have a face, a personality, I don't know what, that people buy me, constantly buy me joke presents, as in don't buy me real presents. <laughs> Um, You know, people come back off holiday. My parents go on holiday, they come back and they give my brother, like, a bottle of whiskey and my sister some perfume and they give me a handbag in the shape of a cockerel because it was hilarious. A cockerel? I wasn't sure what you said, a cockerel. Uh, My dad dad once bought me a statue of Jesus standing in a tree and when you plugged it in, his heart lit up because he thought it was hilarious. (laughs)
1: Um, Wait, my if, uncle. I, if I remember correctly, we at Standish, you did buy you a bib once. Yeah, exactly. Because you spilled food down yourself My quite a lot.
2: birthday, I think it was six people, independently of each other, all bought me a bib because <laughs> I'm really <pretty> messy. Eater. <laughs>
1: six people.
2: Yeah. Um, so no serious presents whatsoever. Yeah, so I get a lot of odd presents, I can say. Aww. So that's the kind of remit we're looking for. If you want something better than Jesus so, in yeah. a tree <laughs> with a light up it. I power.
5: mean, I, I'm trying to think. Well, there's a present... That oh, I feel bad, like, dissing my nan, but I'm going Um <laughs> So I'm allergic to lavender. She knows this, like, she's my nan. Yeah, every must Christmas- be because all nans sort of smell of lavender. Yeah. <laughs> You're not but allergic she- to her, though. No, 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 I'm, no I'm not allergic to her. I can still cuddle her and that. <laughs> um, but she always gets this, like, a lavender bath set for Christmas every year. And I'm like, I'm allergic to this. And I like, oh, well, I'll just take it off, yeah. <laughs> so she, like... <laughs> Buys it for me, knowing that she can then take it back off of me. I think she's really smart. (laughs) And then another time, I won't name her, because she's still one of my good friends, but so her birthday's in April and mine's in October. So I bought her a really nice photo for him, which she then re-gifted to me in the October. (gasps) You always make a note if you I hate know. a present. You make a note, who <laughs> it's off. So then I had to be like, "Oh, thank you." Oh, did for you? It. Yeah, I should have just said there you and then. Should have given it back to her the next person Yeah, wait, well, oh, yeah, that is. Such a, oh my God, that's such a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> With a picture of you in it, doing, just <laughs> flicking the V's. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna to have to do that now. <laughs>
1: I'll have to do that, <laughs> Rebecca. What's your best? Uh, I suppose best or worst? We sometimes do best or best yeah, or worst. I just present
3: worst. I was going to out out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going straight. I mean, the worst one actually, in a way, turned out to be a really lovely one, and I just misinterpreted it um, <laughs> because uh, I there was this bloke who i really liked this is a long time ago i'm just saying that because my children are in there <laughs> really freaked out. oh god you're talking about ex-boyfriends um anyway there was this i was a student and i used to write songs when i was a student that was my my main kind of creative thing so i was in the university review and i wrote all the songs for it and this guy was the director of the review and i really really liked him i really wanted to go out with him and um he came uh, round to see me uh, around about my birthday. And he was the sort of bloke who would never in a million years bother about birthdays. He was showed, had shown no interest in me whatsoever other than, you know, sort of purely just like I was a mate. And then he turned up and he, s- and he had something wrapped in his hand and I said, "Oh, what's that? And he said, it's a present for you. And I, I was really thrilled because <laughs> I really fancied him. And I opened it and it was a box of blank cassettes. And I got really quite cross. <laughs> I <Just laughs> sort of went, what, What's that? I mean, it's, you just got that from like a garage. <laughs> it's right. just a box of blank cassettes. And he said it's to encourage you to write more songs. And then I felt terrible. Because actually, oh. it was a really lovely, thoughtful present. Either that or he was very, very good at thinking on his feet. <laughs> um, so I think that was both, both the worst and the best in a weird way.
4: <laughs> I love that. Evelyn? Um, I got a from my uncle um, who came from Hong Kong. So he he brought us gifts and he gave uh, me a um, female cleaner. It said on the box, but I think not out of like, his intentions weren't bad, but it, it was, it was a female cleaner and it was a brush and then you could plug it in and it would go electric. So it was like a big electric toothbrush, but F- for your body, Wait, for all, for all of your body or for certain th- bits of your body. I think f- probably for all of your body. Okay, oh. so it wasn't
1: just for down. there. it was a brush, like a like a, yeah, a vibrating like, brush. brush might hurt. vibrating oh. brush. Yeah. yeah, a small toothbrush. version of what you do the car with. <laughs>
4: yes, is <laughs> it <laughs> so plugged
1: into a tap as
4: well? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Though you can just. Oh, that would be a good time. Would not it? It'd be a good present. Maybe. Uh, but that's dragon's <laughs> den. The dragon's den. To dragon's den. <laughs> I think that that's something he picked up, and he probably got it from somewhere in Hong Kong, um, because you can find really really weird things in Hong Kong. Probably prototypes that never sell. So I think he must have got it from just somewhere. Did you use it? No, it's still at home. But I'm going home now this weekend, so. I'll you, try could, it. you could clean your female <laughs> you could while you're home.
1: I don't get many bad presents because I'm quite controlling. So I give my husband a list and he's allowed to pick surprises off a list of potential surprises. Um, But one thing, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but maybe not to you guys. Um, uh, My husband did once buy me a present when I was... I had flu, well, probably a heavy cold rather than flu. And I just felt sort of, you know, flat and rubbish and snotty and horrible. And I'm quite easily perked up with, like, a bar of chocolate, you know, or a, a bunch of dafts or something. I'm quite cheap and easy to please. And he bought me a present, and he sort of stood back, like, waiting for this huge sort of, you know sort of well done and thank you and it was a Mr Potato Head <laughs> and I think I was I mean I've only known him for 12 years so I was definitely over 30 <laughs> and, he got, and I said why did you get that and he said something for you to do while well, you're not very well because <laughs> <laughs> he clearly forgot we had a television
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> very odd very odd still got it now just got it on the angry eyes all the time <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> should really, we need to sort of uh, wrap up. So should we do a uh, quick plug? Scarlett,
5: do you have anything to plug, love? Oh, I don't like doing this, but... Oh, do it. No, uh, come on. Uh, <laughs> I have a book coming out. Mm. Book, sorry. How do, you, how do you say it down here? Book. Uh, Not book. So
1: how do you say it at home?
5: Book. Book. Uh, so say book. That's how they say okay. it down here. Book. So I've got a book coming out <laughs> um, on the 19th of October. What's it called? It's called My Life Story, So So Good. Oh, I like what it's you've done
1: It's a little Do you like it? I like
5: what you've done. <laughs> And what is it about? Is it about you? It is. It's just, like, really funny stories and, like, all about when I was in the jungle and... Yeah, it's just, like... A, and it's... Cos I liked Aesop's Fables as a kid. So each chapter um, has, like, a lesson that I've learned, like a little moral at the end of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's oh, that's nice. thanks. <laughs> <That's> really good. <laughs>
1: Rebecca, do you have anything to plug, love?
3: Uh, I've got um, a series coming out, I think, in November, so that might be quite good timing for this, um, which is called Love, Lies and Records with uh, the wonderful Ashley Jensen. Has she been on this, Ashley Jensen? No. no. Do you, oh,
1: maybe um, we'll talk to you about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's you can great. put us in touch.
3: Great. Um, but she, so she's, she's the lead, and it's the story of her as a registrar, so, and it's all about births, marriages and deaths. And uh, I play a no good registrar. <laughs> registrar gone rogue. <laughs> um,
1: and what was, it? what was it called?
3: It's called Love, Lies and Records. And, and what? It's GBC One. GBC
4: One, think. nice. Thank you. Good. Look forward to that. Yeah. Evelyn? Uh, I'll be at the Soho Theatre with my Edinburgh show that I did this year. Which um, is excellent because I saw it during the French and it was hilarious. A- it was one of my a- favourite G- shows G- I saw
1: and I saw a- fucking really?
4: shitloads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, it was uh, I was so lucky that I didn't see you in the crowd because I would have uh, I would have gotten nervous. I think.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I was doing this the whole time. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> you would have gotten very nervous. No, it was um, hilarious. But uh, it'll be at the Soho Theatre for February fifth to seventh. Nice. Excellent. And I have a book
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Such a whore. Uh, I have a book out, and also my tour is on sale, uh, and that starts in uh, January. And would, should we plug the other Yeah, no, it's
0: a
2: plug standard issue. Um, there yeah. We have other gigs here. Who have we got? I say that now. Got, yeah. uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Saunders,
1: Jennifer Saunders, uh, 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 Izzy Sutty, yeah, Catherine Ryan, Stephanie Beacham, Stephanie Beacham, uh, um, and Jess Phillips, yeah. and Jojo Moyes, and uh, Deborah Francis White. Yes and God, we've got so many loads we've of people we've, we've
2: also got one in cambridge if anyone
1: lives in that neck of the woods which yes on so sale. Which... best bet is just to have a look on uh, either on the lesser square uh theater website or on my website uh, sarah uh, and there's a standard issue page with all of that information on but please come if you've had a nice time please come to another because you've been a smashing or audience. or just
2: listen to our podcast if you yes. can't come um you can find us on itunes acast all the normal places um standard issue yeah uh, we do th- one one of these a month and then the other three are kind of a magazine format where Absolutely. we talk about all sorts of stuff.
1: We hope you've had, have you had a nice time? Yeah. Oh. You've been such, you've been such an excellent audience. Thank you ever so much for coming and please join me in thanking our excellent guests, Evelyn Mock, Rebecca Front and Scarlett Mockett, <laughs> i been, been so
0: You have been listening to In Conversation with... Rebecca Front, Scarlett Moffat, Evelyn Mock, Sarah Millican and Hannah Dunleavy. Recorded live at Leicester Square Theatre in October. The theme music and stings were recorded by Barry Hilton. All rights reserved. Thanks to Maddie Hickish for being a technical wizard. To our Jen Offord for organising everything. And to everyone at the theatre for their help. And to everyone who came, either on stage... Or to watch and indeed listen all of our podcasts are available on itunes and acast and if you want to know more about upcoming events please visit sarah's website www.sarahmillican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue until next time
1: standard issue for all women